0: We have been around for almost 90 years Blame on both sides And not a sign of any slowing down but you also had very fine people on both sides Seville 1075 and 1260
1: WCHV And in the end The love you take Is equal to the love
2: You pay. Joe Thomas in the morning Here in the end, we gather not to bury Caesar, but to praise him. There were good things that happened in 2023, and there were bad things that happened. And at the end of the day, the sun rises in the same place in the sky, and you realize that it's about you, not all of them. And if you allow them to have dominion over your day, uh, you're going to get what you get. So one of the things we've been taught as we wrap towards the end, 2023 is certainly going to be known for uh, the year of guilty until proven innocent.
1: I'm not a witch, but you are dressed as one. They dressed me up like this. <laughs> and this isn't my nose, it's a false one.
0: Will? Well, we did do the nose. The news and the hat. But she's a witch. Yeah.
2: So guilty until proven innocence. And we see this as we're telling people that you can't be on the ballot to run for an office because you've been accused of something. No, no, no guilty verdicts anywhere. You can't serve in the U.S. House of Representatives because you've been accused of something. Can't have a radio show because you've been accused of something. Can't have a column in the newspaper. Can't keep a Facebook page because you said the word ivermectin publicly. Oops. You'll have people running around saying, Well, you can't yell fire at a crowded theater. Well, sure you can if there's a fire. And if there isn't, you can be punished for lying. But these days, you can be found guilty just for asking, does anyone else smell smoke? There's an event coming up about that. Dr. Sheila Fury is going to be joining us after the New Year's, I think, Tuesday morning uh, to talk about a neat event coming up uh, January 15th in a, uh, to buttonhole the General Assembly. But on that subject, since we're talking about some of the uh, things that went on uh, during the 2023 year, do we have the... Oh, it's going to take more time than we have. All right. So when we come back, um, one of of the neat moments of this program during 2023, I think, fits right into what we're talking about. It was happening in the third quarter. Uh, We sat down with the great Bill O'Reilly to talk about his book, Killing the Witches. And we got into how, you know, it's not just, it wasn't just a Halloween book. But I, I, we didn't really get into this yesterday morning. This is actually a yesterday story that was on the stack. But I think it makes the case, and since we don't have enough time to get the O'Reilly clip right now, we'll get it uh, when we come back from break. This was happening and and when they said, oh, we want to take down Robert E. Lee's statue. and Oh, and we, we're we so proud of ourselves, we have to sneak off to an undisclosed location with just a reporter from the Washington Post to chronicle it and melt him down before you can stop us, you bastards. It said it's not going to stop with statues to people who were combatants in the Civil War, the war between the states, the war of northern aggression you choose. Thank you. Michelle Polino, please.
0: An activist in Los Angeles is forcing city officials to try and get rid of former President Trump's star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The Los Angeles Times reports that a 2020 petition has around 3,800 signatures. It's calling on the Los Angeles City Council to remove Trump's star. The activist Andrew Ruddock claims that the former president attempted a coup against the U.S which has never been proven his star has been destroyed and vandalized multiple times since the 2016 election including being smashed with a pickaxe in 2018 each time the star was replaced or restored costing more than 20 grand in repairs the removal of a star has never occurred michelle polino fox news
2: understand mel gibson's star on the hollywood walk of fame still there just saying I mean, people people who have actually done some pretty bad things. And you can question whether Donald Trump, as the host of The Apprentice, deserved a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. But he got one. You can argue, should have, should have Adam West had one before Donald Trump? That's a fair argument. But he has one. And here we go again. Erasing people from history. What was... What was Smith's job in 1984? He's not even speaker of his own house, but he does okay for us. The shootout in the in the Belmont Corral. Joe as I call Thomas.
0: It. Weekday mornings on the free Seaville 107.5 smartphone app.
2: Thomas in the morning, and so in Petersburg. And and this falls into the same category. Like I said, when the mother of the kid that shot Abby Swerner was sentenced, I got the. Uh, these emails from people you you your parents rights activists. what do you say now, smart guy um so you know it's with some some semblance of okay how about this one but you know i'm not the one that plays the tribalist game petersburg school district vernon johns middle school roderick carroll arrested for allegedly taking indecent liberties with a child by a person in a custodial or supervisory relationship. The district said yesterday, it takes all these allegations of criminal misconduct seriously and is fully cooperating with police during the investigation. In other words, we're only circling our wagons a little bit around this uh, staffer. They add that Carol is no longer employed by the school district, but, you know, was employed long enough to... Uh, Take indecent liberties, a phrase that should just make you mad. But but unlike the folks who want authoritarian control over your children, I don't play the tribalist game. I know too many teachers who do it for the sanctity of of wanting young people to realize the God-given gifts and talents that they were born with. They're endowed by their creator with. They, they get up every morning and that's what they want. There is no greater joy in a teacher, and I mean teacher as an avocation, not just you know, what you do for a paycheck. If you're a teacher, there is no greater joy you get. There is no greater opioid or opiate that you could get than meeting some kid you know after they've grown and left the school coming back saying you know what you did really you know changed my life Ms. wilson charlottesville high school or 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 mr cook or or, or tom goss and bob Breson, are just a couple of the ones that I'll rattle off here mr small at charlottesville uh, you know for the you know, just a bleat and they don't have to be somebody who's like really, you know, Mr. Small at Charlottesville High School only had my son in his theater program for a, a year. It made a profound difference in his life. Will Cook is another one. You know, you, 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 if you remember the movie Mr. Holland's Opus, I hope someday Will Cook understands. You know, and and I think he does. On you know, on, on you know, and appreciates it. Someday the, the community should come around for Will Cook and do for him what the community in the movie did for Mr. Holland, for all the people who have been impacted. Sure, it's choir. Is it math? Is it science? Is it English, literature? No, it's, but it's it's Humanity. And I know I sound like, you know, some granola smoking, patchouli wearing, you know, sandal flopping, Birkenstock sporting hippie when I talk like this. But who you are is, is in so many ways based on how you access your gifts and talents, your confidence, your, your belief in yourself. And, and more frequently than not, those come from these soft sciences, the, the photography teacher that says, oh, I like doing this, and I have apparently I have a talent for it. Or Mr. Friedman at Bayside High School who pounded on the door because I had locked him out of the TV control room and after finally getting in and sheepishly admitting he was probably going to give me an A++ on a final project which I completely eschewed all the rules in creating, said, if you like doing this, Joe, you shouldn't go into television. The best you're going to do is carry a camera around for some weatherman somewhere. If you like doing this stuff, you better go into radio. These are all soft sciences. These aren't, you know, organic chemistry or or biology or math. But you need these these places. Whether it's, whether it's and and sometimes it comes from a Boy Scout leader. Or sometimes it comes from a a, a minister. Because these are the things that that will run in conjunction with what you see and learn from your parents, and that's that's childhood. That's how you and, and how many most of us, quite honestly, I think you know the, the folks who fall uh, short of these are you know a, a small percentage of the population. So when I bring up a story like this, uh, Roderick Carroll character from Vernon Jones Middle School in Petersburg. Again, Petersburg, beat up city, beat up town. Governor's been going to great lengths to try to revitalize the the old girl. The the administrative, EI, what, aeds just
0: paddles, ba-dum,
2: ba-dum, ba-dum, just trying to get the heartbeat going again in Petersburg, beat up, poor. And so this guy's taking advantage of a kid who's probably got a pretty broken up home life too, or at least struggling at home. And there's just not enough fire and brimstone for what's going to happen to this guy because there's a judgment that comes later. But what happens in our society right now are the tribalists will come in and say all parents should have their parental authority taken away because some six-year-old shot his teacher at school with a gun he got from his stoner mom who you know is now charged with all these different kinds of child neglect. Because the authoritarians use these things to say you should have no individual liberty yourself. Mark Levin brilliantly once wrote a book, Liberty Versus Tyranny. Because we kept losing ourselves in the narrative. Is it progressive? Is it liberal? Is it Democrat? Is it Republican? No, it's the the concepts that oppose one another in in the the grand aspect, liberty-tyranny, And one of the the battlegrounds is tribalism versus individualism. And the tribalists went out because we we want to stop bad things from happening before they happen. And what has your experience been with people who portend that they can stop bad things from happening before they happen? A, they can't. B, when they can't, they blame someone else. But see in the construct that they establish in their efforts to stop bad things from happening, they stop all the good things from happening, too. They retard the progress of a community, a society. They stop the good things from happening so that they can stop, supposedly, the bad things from happening. And they fail at that, so why should we let them do the former? If they can't do the latter, don't let them do the former and it's just an abstract on what you and I do here every day and have been since 2007 coming up on Congress <laughs> So can we have, maybe for 2024 we should have a mitzvah. What do you think? No. We'll discuss. There'll be a programming meeting at some point. <laughs> maybe, Joe, maybe we shouldn't have a, a mitzvah for you. The radio station never got a bris when you started, so... Well, yeah go down that rabbit hole. 434-964-1075. And beware the one tool that people use in the tribalist buildup, which is, well, you should have done something about it. The reason all the other teachers should be blamed for this guy in, in Petersburg is because they should have done something about it. And yes, as a community, we need to do something about it, but we also don't need a book telling us when we should do something and what's right and what's wrong if you if you know you if somebody's doing something and you don't say anything because you're a member of a union or a club or there's a a, a different, whether it's a red line, a blue line around you saying, well, you know he's one of me, I don't want to then then you are as guilty. But we don't need a, a million, billion, duly deputized little brothers out there either.
0: Everything you need to know, even before that New Year smell wears off. Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV.
2: Joe Thomas in the morning, clearing the deck so that we have a fresh, clean shelf to put all the stuff on from 2024. And we're already piling stuff up for it. Time to
0: do what I see. Uh Oh
3: Vivek Ramaswamy has taken up the Colorado case as a cause celeb.
1: He wants GOP candidates to withdraw from states which refuse to place Mr. Trump on the ballot.
0: Shana Bellows, in taking the former president's name from consideration, did so unilaterally. In a statement, she concluded a false narrative was used to spark the Capitol riot on January 6, 2021. She also called the events of that day an attack on the rule of law.
2: And that's one of my favorite parts of this, so the main taking uh, Donald Trump, disqualifying Donald Trump's candidacy to be on the ballot, saying that he is guilty of insurrection. And this this is bigger than Donald Trump. Donald Trump, at best, is only going to be president for four more years. The oily residue of this campaign to keep him out of office is is not a flaw, but a feature, Four three four nine six four one zero seven five, 964 1075 because they, they are developing a society. And this kind of ties into what we were talking about in the last segment as well, this tribalism. It is guilty until proven innocent. No matter what it is. And, and remember, was it Stalin that said, show me the man, I'll show you the crime? Guilty until proven innocent. And, and I ask my friends on, of, of their purported ideological leftistness, that if this was a black man, say a civil rights activist, say a president of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored Persons, Who was facing this kind of behavior? Let's say somebody, let's say it was LeVar Stoney. Let's say somebody makes an allegation about LeVar Stoney. We'll make it real. We'll make a real person, real leftist, real authoritarian, real kind of mamby pamby, fairly bad manager of an executive branch, but he's running for governor in and of his own right. Dividing the Democrats, Creed Deeds endorsing LeVar Stoney instead of Abigail Spanberger for the Democratic Party nomination, for the things like that. Other Democrats lining up uh, behind Abspan because power. But let's just say Abspan, when her friends in the intelligence business, because we've never seen this happen before, came up with a dossier of all these things that supposedly LeVar Stoney had engaged in. Got that on you know, pick some left-wing news outlet in, in Virginia. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a shorter list to pick out the non-left-wing news. I'm sorry about that. So she gets it on you know, CBS in Richmond. She gets USA 9 in D.C. to pick it up. And all of a sudden now it's in the courts because she brings it into a courtroom saying, well, you see these TVs and, and, and now we're, we're having to deal with this controversy. The, and then she calls upon the Virginia Department of Elections to disqualify LaVar Stoney from the primary ballot because certainly can't have somebody like this who's done these you know, this horrible things and look at this dossier. What, would, what, what do you think the activist class of Virginia would be saying if it was somebody like a LeVar Stoney? We saw this. This isn't even hypothetical. We saw this happen. When they attempted to keep one of the Democratic Party candidates because he had been accused of sexual harassment, sexual assault, but he hadn't been convicted of anything. So it's not even a hypothetical. We've watched it happen for a while. Justin Fairfax, for the allegations simply brought against him, people wanted him taken off the primary ballot for governor. He didn't win, probably because it was more about the character assassination. Not that I wanted Justin Fairfax to be candidate for governor. And everyone kept quiet because Terry McAuliffe, power hypocrisy and you know what the sad thing is, is is by the time I've reached 60 and I wish I had known then what I knew now you know those moments where you think you make the oh uh, uh, you know, uh, well you know I'll, uh, I'll keep my keep my powder dry or whatever because and you really it does make a difference because you're still going to wind up in the same place so do what's right for the right reason when it happens and let the chips fall where it may Sun's going to come up in the same place tomorrow. But where are the activists saying this is guilty until proven innocent? Let's take it out of the political realm. We've seen it happen here where uh, just, what, five, six years ago, Charlottesville was ablaze, not just in riots in in the streets and, and Marxists pretending to be conservatives wandering around Robert E. Lee Park. We were aflame with the issue of stop and frisk, where young, was the phrase from Blazing Saddles, dazzling urbanites walking the streets of Charlottesville were stopped supposedly, allegedly by police officers and interviewed, interrogated, harassed, say the civil rights advocates for nothing more than just walking down a street, which should be a protected thing to do it turned out to be false allegations all of these things were based on 911 calls but it didn't stop the civil rights defenders where are the civil rights defenders coming out saying that this this assault on guilty until uh, uh, this assault on innocent until proven guilty a core premise of uh, free society where where are they where are oh, Has my little dog gone? where, oh, where can he be?
0: We have been around for almost 90 years. But yogurt, what is it that you do here? And not a sign of any slowing down. Merchandising. Seville
2: 1075
0: and 1260 WCHV. Send lawyers, guns, and money.
2: Joe Thomas in the morning. Oh, yes. Dad, get me out of here. Uh, Guilty until proven innocent great if you're a lawyer because then you can charge a lot of money to get you off uh, because you're, you're guilty of something. And it was at Harvey Silverglate's book. It's over here on my bookshelf in the studio or somewhere. Um, it's uh, was it three felonies a day, most of them connected to the 16th Amendment. So when I refer to us being whacked on the metaphorical nose with a rolled-up edition of the 16th Amendment, that's why. Most of the felonies you're committing today will be tax law violations. But that's expanding. We're, we're adding all new and more creative things that you can be guilty of before you're ever found innocent. And good luck with that. Because they understand something. The authoritarians understand something, and it's a scientific pursuit. Uh, you ask a scientist, can you prove a negative? And they'll, you know, generally splutter and some smoke. You'll smell burning insulation uh, in there, but you can't. You cannot prove that something didn't happen. And That's the joy of the authoritarian's prim- uh, pursuit of guilty until proven innocent. Matt's <coughs> hanging on the line uh, this uh, morning. Uh, good morning, Matt. How are you doing this morning, sir?
4: Oh, not too bad. I was prompted to call in not because you played Charles or Chuck Schumer, but because. <sighs> <laughs> you've, tri- you've 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 triggered you've triggered a couple of thoughts that I've had kicking around in my head for years. And one of the things you were talking about was how none of the civil rights organizations are going to come to Trump's defense. Nope, because as far as they are concerned, Trump is just beyond the pale. He is he is something that is so dangerous to the Uniparty, to the swamp, mm-hmm. to the bureaucratic elite, that there is nothing that would be too bad for it to happen to him.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, if we could bring back tarring and feathering, I mean, yeah, I think metaphorically he's been tarred and feathered several times already Just watch read anything uh morning joe has been writing in his exile oh, he claims yeah. he's on vacation but i think mika just sent him to the doghouse for a while uh but all this oh he's gonna lock up all of his political opponents and he's gonna who's who's actually been doing those very things so, you know all the things that joe scarborough is is threatening people that donald trump is going to do who's actually been doing all that for the past two or three Three years, Matt.
4: Yeah, that's that's the progressives and the communists that are in charge of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but one one point I want to make with, as far as these civil rights organizations, one of the things that people need to understand, the NRA is a civil rights organization. You keep hearing people talk about it on the news. It's the gun lobby. (laughs) No, it's not the gun lobby. It's a civil rights organization. They're defending the Second Amendment,
2: which is one of your key civil rights. And and through the Second Amendment, your third, your fourth, your fifth, your first—you know—all of the other ones kind of are, are are that's that's the soldier on the wall of all the other amendments uh, hideaway.
4: Mm-hmm. And one of the other points that you've been hammering for the last several days has been this idea of you know there aren't enough representatives. Um, for all the people. There aren't enough courts for all the people. Mm -hmm. And again, and and you, you and I have had this discussion in the past, I think you're moving in the wrong direction. We don't need more legislators. What we need are, for the legislators that we have, To be stripped of many of these powers that they have assumed, that they have claimed and taken on to themselves, and from that have created bureaucracies, which are then usurping their own power. This is what we need to go after. We don't need more legislators. We need legislators that do not take on these powers that do not assume that they are
2: gods can i can i
4: pick up on that
2: because you're making my point for me um <laughs> and and I'll show you why because a greater number a constitutionally greater number of legislators creates a, a, a more difficult road to that end. See, when they froze the size of the U.S. House of Representatives, it became easier to get the nose counts in your favor to, to authorize and at very least fund those behaviors. You, mm-hmm. you increase the number of legislators, then you create a, a, greater, a greater intractability. It becomes that much harder to get to a consensus where you can where you can generate that kind of funding and spending and and legislating, and and therefore you you wind up losing the ability to just arbitrarily create these powers, uh, and and then then you start to see something, then you start to see the rein in of it. Now the courtrooms, the, the that's a bigger thing because what happens is these legislators and or the bureaucrats they fund. You know, uh, we were talking about it last weekend on Freedom and Prosperity Radio. These these um, bureaucracy courts that operate just at the behest of EPA or the FCC or uh, these are outside of the Article Three courtrooms. And and you have no recourse. Though it looks and feels like a courtroom, it really isn't. Uh, what we need are pl- more places where you can go and get your rights defended. Because people will always be trying to take your rights away uh, based in a pursuit of some of their own goals. We've lost the ability to easily go in and have those defended uh, in a courtroom. There should be more opportunities for that, and and then you increase the number of legislators that decreases each legislator's power because you've diluted it. Does that make any sense?
4: It does. I mean, you're you're talking about basically pulling a coward and piven on the legislative system. Ooh, um,
2: ooh, I like it. that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> pour, pour enough legislate, legislators in there and you bog the whole system down. However, what I worry about is if you have a barrel of rotten apples and you pour a bucket of good apples in on top of them, which way does it go? Do the rotten apples become good or do the good apples
2: become rotten? Or do we just need to realize that we don't need the apples after all? I have to run to the news, sir, on that. You have a blessed New Year's, and here's to 2024.
4: All right. Happy New Year to you, Joe.
2: We care more about Scottsville Road
0: than Wall Street, owned by an actual mom and an actual Bob. WCHV AM and FM, Charlottesville, a Monticello Media Group station. Everybody knows the boat is leaking. Broken feeling Like their father or their dog just died Everybody talking into their pockets Everybody wants a box of chocolates And a long stem rose Everybody knows I'm not leaving till I get justice No, not exactly I'm justice, I suppose I'm More like preferential treatment, treatment. <laughs> But I'm not leaving till I get it
2: While we're, you know, breaking down this, and as Maine uh, has continued this modern American paradigm of guilty until proven innocent, because it's never been tried before, understand that this is the manifestation of the authoritarian state. This is mourning in your great society. A government that can give you what they determine is abundance and liberty, will allow you neither prosperity nor freedom, says Joe Thomas in the morning anyway. Um, And I may have read it somewhere else. I've I've read so much in my life that sometimes I say things as if it's mine and it's like, Joe, do you know that Voltaire said the same thing? probably did. And if it is original, so be it. It's now been entered into. So... Is this battle royale over whether somebody who's been convicted of nothing can be punished for the things he's accused of before he ever you know gets an an education of his adjudication? Pardon me. Hey, I'd like to buy a vowel, Alex. Without ever getting that adjudication, he is now standing out there, and and CNN published this just. You don't want to talk about testifying for the witness, Your Honor? CNN's piece yesterday on the fake electors, its whole expose. We have the audio recordings of this pro Trump attorney. Well, if, if somebody's uh, breaching the ethics of his business by testifying about his client, um, violating attorney client privilege, I don't know if you can consider him a pro Trump attorney. The fake electors' plan. And you know what? The fun thing they leave out of the fake electors' plan is they lay it out. I'm not going to read the whole thing out there. uh, Ken Chesbrough's testimony to avoid worse persecutions so he can probably get a tea time at his country club at some point. Whatever. Um, it, it, what they leave out is there's a small little bit about the way the Electoral College had worked up until January sixth, twenty twenty one, which was that if it was found that alternate that alternate electors were needed, if none were available, eh, sorry, you lose, and the state just loses its vote in the Electoral College. So if if Ted Cruz and understand, remember what I asked you two days ago, who actually lost? on january 6th 2021 well aside so they abstract you and me uh, but but donald trump lost on january 6th and there have been several of you who have said it's because he's not very smart and doesn't understand the system and he screwed up and didn't listen to it as advisors and there is a school of thought that says that i don't buy it uh, you don't get to be the place you are with being that insular but after four years of nancy pelosi and chuck schumer uh, maybe he was i don't know maybe he had become the shakespearean character not listening to his advisors saying listen ted's going to bring this and then uh ron johnson's going to bring this and we're going to question we're going to get to the bottom of these these election malfeasances and and so this this whole exposé testifying for the witness in CNN A tells me they don't believe they could get a conviction if they actually went into a courtroom so this is another um, drop of something in the court of public opinion designed to separate more of you into the Rick Wilson, you know, crowd of oh he's just he's he well, we can't have him. And uh, hang on the line we'll get to you in a moment at 434-964-1075. So we finish this point, so CNN runs this whole piece, and the thing they leave out is the reason you know, these states had alternate electors, just as Hawaii did for John Fitzgerald Kennedy and Florida did for Alger, uh, that in case it was found that Florida you know, didn't have righteous – counting and that there was a recount and that Al Gore actually had more votes than George W. Bush in Florida, then they needed actual electors at that moment. You couldn't say, all right, timeout, we're going to come back on Thursday once electors can be chosen in Florida. No, you, that's the day. Constitution says, this day is the only day. So you had to have somebody ready to stand up and say, okay, well, if that's the case, then uh, we're the appointed electors for the Republicans because we won or the Democrats because we won. That's why you had to have them. And they're leaving that part out, that little bit of the testimony. And I don't care whether you like Donald Trump or not. The point is the point. And that if they can do it to Donald Trump, they can do it to you. And hopefully somebody's there to share those details of your story someday when you're finding yourself trying to prove that something didn't happen. Good morning. Thank you for hanging on the line with Joe Thomas in the morning. Who is this? Hey, Joe, it's Clark. Good morning, Dr. Clark. How are you doing, sir?
3: I'm great. So, Joe, desperate times call for desperate measures. Desperate people do desperate things. We can't really blame the left for what they're doing. They've worked very, very hard to diminish our country and secure power for themselves. Sure. And a mega movement focused around Donald Trump is an existential threat to that. You know, we've always heard if you strike the king, you better make sure you kill the king. Uh huh. Maybe there ought to be another corollary. When you put your boot on the people's neck, maybe you ought to be sure you can keep it there.
2: (laughs) Oh, you know, that's that's so well put. But that's the authoritarian. And, And isn't human history pockmarked with this stuff? You know, at some point, yeah. what's the cycle? Liberty leads to prosperity, leads to apathy, leads to tyranny, and wash rinse repeat. I'm I'm sure I'm skipping a couple of transitionary steps, uh, in there. But generally, that's how the cycle goes. And I'd like to think that maybe with the ability to share information that we've never had before in the world, we could avoid that. Doctor Clark, uh, do you hold that hope? That's that's my Pollyannic, uh programming philosophy. As I get up every morning to do this.
3: I do hold that hope, and you know, we talked earlier, Joe Biden said the media is the problem with the people's perception of the economy. I contend it's the cash register and the power bill.
2: (laughs) Yes, and that somebody else is saying, hey, did you notice how expensive crap is getting?
3: Well, you know, during the news break, Mm -hmm. they were enthusiastically telling me that gasoline might drop below three dollars a gallon. Oh. Hmm. I can remember, Joe. <laughs> I can remember when it was below two dollars a gallon.
2: <laughs> oh, doctor. You see, you're not supposed to remember those things. That's what Winston Smith's I job know. was to do, is to go through the old news and make it the new news and, and, and the new thing. Remember, double plus good. You're you're being double plus bad.
3: I know. I, You know, the problem, Joe, is I went to school before they dumbed it down enough.
2: Well, you know, the funny thing is, is I don't think you and I did. You and I are contemporaries. I think you're a younger fellow than I am. At least, you know, that's what mm-hmm. I'm told. I've not, I have I, I, know that you and I were in the same place once, though we didn't know it, um, because you and I both attended the same wedding. Yeah. Uh, but i did, was never introduced to you uh, so but just in our conversations you sound like a fellow who's about that got the same mileage on their odometer that i do and and i went to new york city public schools and i'm pretty damn sure that there was you know sharing and all those things that went through my kindergarten and first grade classes and 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 there was a lot of this equity programs that our friend brezman Brezmanoff, the kgb defector said had been going on for several generations by now. 1984. So I think you and I went through a system. It's just that we were blessed enough to still come home to people who said, no, no, that's not how it works. My dad, my mom, who never pontificated. It's not like I grew up at the knees of some, you know, Tucker Carlson, Bill O'Reilly type, you know, holding court. I, I used to listen to Rush talk about how uh, he would interact with his dad, who was an esteemed jurist in, in Missouri. Um, and, and, you know, you know, He never sat there and said, Joe, this is what Russell Kirk says about these things. You know, it was commonsensical. It was no. It was like Bill O'Reilly said in the, the the recording that we just played. It's it's live in the real world, but understand there are es- essential truths. This is the biblical upbringing. Without you know, oh, triggering somebody. Oh, separation of church and state. Oh, you're a government licensed agency. You can't talk about church. Um, you know the the theological underpinnings of Christian beliefs. The reason that the next the next jihad is going to be against. Christianity and this whole idea of Christian nationalism. Mike Johnson is a Christian nationalist. Ah, he's a crazy – you you want to talk about being alive long enough? I agree with John Fetterman on something. Senator Fetterman uh, said he doesn't know beep. (laughs) Uh, No, no, he's as dumb as beep. Uh, Insert the profanity uh, there in an interview he just gave. Um, and uh, so I agree with him. John, James Carville has has lost touch with reality, but that's the jihad. That's next is is the Christian underpinnings of right and wrong, because Marx has to get rid of theology so that uh, autocracy and the and s- the state can supplant the theology. And and it's not theory. I mean, we're watching it play out in front of us, aren't we, Doctor Clark? Well, we are.
3: I, you know, and I used to think that the left wanted. No religion because the state had to be supreme. But if you study on the response to COVID, Joe, the people that were afraid of dying were very easily manipulated.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
3: The people that believe in God said, well, okay, I might die. But there's worse things that could happen, and I'm not that afraid of dying. And those people are not manipulated as easily, and so we got to get rid of that. We can't have people going around that aren't afraid of dying because, well, they're not easy to control.
2: Yeah, one of the very earliest moments of this program, we used to visit with the lieutenant governor of the Commonwealth, his name was Bill Bowling at the time, and I remember one of the first visits he he paid, I said, uh, good morning, Mr. Lieutenant Governor, how are you doing? He said, any day on this side of the grass is a good one. And almost immediately, I received an email from somebody saying, hey, what does the governor fear on the other side of the grass? And it's exactly what you're talking about. Yes, uh, uh, it's a blessing to be on this side of the grass to do what we do, but I don't fear what's on the other side of the grass. Ass.
3: Right. I mean I'm having a good time, Joe. I'm enjoying grandkids. I got a lot more service to give my community. I I would like to be here a while longer, but when God says get on the bus, I'm going for a ride. And I'm good with it. And
2: You, you know what your greatest service need. can be, Dr. Clark, before I have to run to break? You know, keep, keep those grandkids on the same straight and narrow you're on. And, uh, you know, I was just, you know, the holidays gave me some, so much opportunity to hang out with my kids, uh, and talk with them about stuff. And again, not like, you know, sitting there on the big throne saying, here are the pontifications of the world, according to Joe. Uh, but you listen to the kids. And I don't know if you ever get this, but when I start hearing it come back and, and I'm like, all right, here's a, you know 29 year old that lives in the city of Charlottesville and here's a 23 year old that lives in Richmond and here's a 26 year old auto mechanic from Orange and and I'm thinking god you know just listening to the common sense that these people throw out there I love it and, and I would hang out with these people if they weren't related to me uh if they'd have me but uh you know those are the things I I think we all need to to hang on to Dr Clark
3: oh, our greatest work product is good people
2: Amen
1: to that, brother. You have
2: a wonderful New Year's, and we'll talk to you in 2024,
1: I'm sure. All right, Joe. Ideological subversion is is the slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, активные мероприятия in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in in four basic stages. Uh, The first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of of at least three generations of American students. (laughs)